passion for sport. This is Cameroon Roars. It's our daily look at what's happening at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. And I'm Steve Vickers. It's day 20, another rest day with the quarterfinals starting tomorrow. We'll be taking a look at the draw and assessing who has the best passage to the final. Also, we focus on Comoros, who won many admirers with their journey to the knockout stage as debutants. It was just amazing. It was an amazing moment for, for us, for the country, for the, for the people all around the world that support Comoros. We'll be comparing the footballing growth of Comoros with that of Cape Verde and Equatorial Guinea. So we have the quarter-final line-up, and on Saturday, the Gambia playing Cameroon, and it's Burkina Faso against Tunisia. On Sunday, Egypt facing Morocco, and it's Senegal versus Equatorial Guinea. Well, I'm joined by African football expert Solis Chukwu in Lagos in Nigeria. Taking a look at the draw now, who would you say is well-placed to reach the final? I think if you look at the way the bracket is, clearly there is a toughest side of the draw and a quote-unquote easier side. Um, I say easier in quotes because, I mean, it's the Africa Cup of Nations and already we've seen a lot of upsets. But the Senegal part of things looks to be more uh, straightforward. If they come through against Equatorial Guinea in a game that will be very tight, I think they will face the winner of the tie between Burkina Faso and Tunisia in the semis. So you you have to you look at the strength on paper of Senegal and you think that's a relatively straightforward path for them. Um, so it wouldn't be beyond realms of possibility to see them in the final on February the 6th. The other half is a little more complicated. Um, that's where Cameroon are, the hosts with their home advantage. They're playing Gambia in the next round, which is, which is a real tough one because this is a Gambia side that has so many giant killings already at this tournament. And, um, ma- uh, manager Tom Senfiet said he wants to make history with this team and he wants to build the future and he wants respect. Uh, what better way to earn that respect than beating the hosts in the quarterfinals? So that's a real tough one for Cameroon um, against a side who are very well organized defensively and who play brilliantly on the break and they take their chances. Um, we've seen that Cameroon are not particularly impressive. They've not really been that strong um, at this AFCON in terms of their overall play. They struggled against Comoros, who played most of the game uh, with 10 men and had a left back in goal. So um, there's potential for upset there. Um, if they win that, they will face the winner of Morocco or Egypt, which is a heavyweight monster tie, um, both within the context of African football and within the context of this AFCON in itself. That's a huge, huge tie. Um, Morocco, I think, have been the most impressive team at this Africa Cup of Nations. But um, typically, historically, we've seen them with a bit of a hang-up at the Africa Cup of Nations mentally. If they can overcome that, and I think the best way to show they have overcome that is to beat a team like Egypt, who is, you know, the, the heavyweights of African football, and specifically in Northern Africa, they are the big brothers. So beating Egypt really show that Morocco have matured, and I think if they can get past Egypt, it will be hard to see anything stopping them from reaching the final. So that part of the draw is really, really dicey and really interesting, and that just makes for a fascinating dynamic going into the quarterfinals. Yes, I've got to say, it's looking quite good for Senegal, even though they haven't really shone at all so far at the tournament. Thanks, Solis. Stay with us on social media. We ask for your predictions after the quarterfinal draw, who you are tipping to win it. And Taban Gatwich in Ethiopia does go for Senegal. Ludovic Boro in Burkina Faso goes for the Stallions of Burkina Faso. Uh, Sander Ilias in Morocco says it's going to be his team, Morocco's Atlas Lions. 
Emmanuel Gbemi David in Nigeria also says Morocco will be the champions, and a plenty of fans tipping the Gambia, including Bakari Tamba and Suleiman Sonko, who says we are underrated by the opponents and the pundits, so we're using that as advantage as the Scorpions. And Mamadou Moussa Sabali in the Gambia says yes, it's the smiling coast of Africa. That's the Gambia. If you know, you know, says Mamadou. Uh, however, in Cameroon, Anger Gabriel says the Gambians think they can beat Cameroon. Just wait and see. And we had a couple of questions on the draw. Moussa Mane said, why are Senegal meeting Equatorial Guinea instead of Morocco? And also, why are teams facing Cameroon are getting lots of positive COVID tests while Cameroon haven't registered a single case? And Major Mamadou Souma said, how come Senegal didn't play with Morocco? It's not fair. Um, well, just to point out, that's how the draw was all along, uh, that uh, they were going to meet uh, those opponents if they went through. And uh, well, on the COVID testing, uh, as we said before, uh, it is being carried out independently, although many fans are asking why Cameroon have uh, been all clear so far. Thanks for those comments. So today we're asking, what do you think about penalty shootouts? As we've had the drama of three shootouts already at this edition of the AFCON, with Eric Bailly missing for Ivory Coast on Wednesday as they lost to Egypt. So what do you think about penalty shootouts? Are they fair? Are they the best way to decide knockout ties? And what about those players who miss their penalties? You can go to our Facebook page and post a comment there. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. Or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. What do you think about penalty shootouts? Well, this is Cameroon Roars, brought to you by Passion for Sport. The show comes to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations, online, on radio and on our app. And to download the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. And our website is planetsport.tv. In the blog section there, Russ Bravo looks at how ordinary teams can beat the superstars, why some of the smaller sides have punched above their weight at the AFCON with their teamwork and their cohesion, and how we are created for community in life as a whole. That's on our website, planetsport.tv. It's in the blog section. You click at the top on the right to get there. Well, now we're going to focus on two teams that went out at the round of 16 stage in Cameroon. That's Comoros and Cape Verde. Comoros had an amazing tournament as debutants getting to the round of 16 and putting up a great showing as they lost 2-1 to Cameroon, playing most of the game with 10 men and scoring a superb long-range goal. Alexis Swahi is a defender for the Comoros. He plays for New Mexico United in the U.S. second tier, and he was born in France like many members of the team. Swahi spoke to Oluwashina Okaleji first about a qualifying for the round of 16 as they needed to wait for results in other games before they got the spot as one of the best third place teams. Oh, it was a, it was a full party for the squad. Uh, it was so exciting. I mean, just the fact winning one game in the group stage was massive. So qualify for, for the next round was, I mean, we couldn't believe it. I mean, we prayed and, and we did everything to, to hope for, for the last minute to qualify. So it was, uh, it was just amazing. It was an amazing moment for, for us, for the country, for the people all around the world that support Comoros. You won the arts of millions across Africa because of the way you played in the, um, last 16 against, um, Cameroon. Were you, were you disappointed about the outcome of the game itself? 
Uh, it was a mixed feeling because you saw that there was really like passion for this, for our team from even other countries, even like people in Asia, people in Africa, people in America, people in Europe. They all, they, they were all behind Comoros because they saw we are good people and, and we played with our hearts and, and they saw the way we played that we're playing a beautiful football. So, they they felt inspired by the way we played and that that was the goal of of this tournament is show our passion uh, in our games um and of course the outcome wasn't something you wanted but what are the positives that you take away from this afcon a lot of positive it was our first time in first in such a big tournament so it was a it was a lot of lessons to learn in the wins but in the losses as well and also we we uh, we created a bond between the teammates. It's, it's just a whole family that just kind of that was already created before, but that just we just got even closer between each other. So that was a lot of positive to take away. And we haven't woken up yet from from this little dream time. And I think the by the time we get home is when we're gonna start realizing how big it was in our lives, and we can talk to our families about it and be proud of representing the, the flag. As a professional footballer, having tasted the AFCON, I'm sure this is a tournament you would love to play in again. Oh yeah, this is a, this is the type of tournament you dream your entire life to play. I mean, there is not many big competitions. There is the World Cup, the, the Euro, and AFCON is besides or even next to them. So, so this is the type of tournament you dream as a kid. You watch on TV and you just hope to be, to be in one day. Well, an amazing tournament on their debut for Comoros. That's their defender, Alexis Swahi. Let's hear from Cape Verde. They got through to the round of 16 and lost to Senegal, having made it to the quarterfinals back in 2013. We spoke to their midfielder, Nenas. Take a lot of, a lot of uh, experience and uh, because this is a uh, big uh, competition uh, of the uh, African uh, Cup, so it's a big experience for me. I take many positive things of uh, of this competition. Yeah, we we are a little bit uh, disappointed uh, because uh, this game. I think uh, we we lost the game, but uh, we have a lot of uh, dramas in the game. But uh, I think uh, we do really really well in the in this competition. That's Cape Verde midfielder Nenas. So Cape Verde started making great strides in African football about 15 years ago. Well, Comoros has just been in the last uh, three or four years. Uh, Solis Chuku still with us in Lagos. Uh, take us through the evolution, the journey of Comoros and the parallels with uh, Cape Verde, Solis. Yeah, Steve, I mean, it's, it's really remarkable how far Comoros have come from um, joining FIFA just in 2005 so in 17 years they've achieved their first africa cup of nations qualification and they've reached the knockout round that is remarkable for a country of that size and when you consider the fact that they came into fifa you know at the time when they didn't even have laid down dedicated youth structures for football development so um they had a lot of really good players really strong players but you know there wasn't really any development plan and there wasn't really that professionalism needed to take them you know, immediately to a high level, even though they had a lot of ability. So it's been a slow process. You know, over time, they've built a reliance on their diaspora plays in the lower leagues in France, you know. And finally, now they have a coach in Amir Abdu who has the sort of like the perfect blend of tactical knowledge and fierce national pride. 
I mean, um, he's he's reached out to these players to come play for their country. But, you know, in doing so, he's managed to present it as a project as opposed to pleading for these players just come to, you know, achieve glory or, you know, make a splash or something. So it's been a very sustainable growth. And there are parallels precisely with what um, Cape Verde have been able to do over the years in African football. They too have had to grow through um, a diaspora that's, you know, you know, plays in Portugal, plays all over the place. And, you know, they've actually lost a number of players to other different nations that could have represented Cape Verde as well. So um, it, it really just, in a way, you could say they offer the blueprints for, you know, the more modest countries in Africa without having the structures at home to necessarily build the national team up to the level you want it to get to. You can, you know, rely on your players that play abroad. I mean, um, a lot of the commercial players, like we said, play in the lower reaches of the French League. You know, they brought that level to the national team and they're helping really grow it and develop it um, under a manager who, you know, knows what he's doing and has a clear plan in his head. And you could sort of make, like, a contrast in the other direction to what, say, Equatorial Guinea um, did like in the late 2000s where there was a lot of uproar over them inviting you know players with very little very scant link to the country you know naturalizing them and taking um, all kinds of like nefarious approaches to you know building their team up so that's that's like the obvious like contrast um it's it's very it was very inorganic and eventually equatorial guinea as we know now they've come to rely on their spanish you know, continued abroad. So um, it's really, it really offers a blueprint for other smaller nations to follow as well as hope. You know, that's up to ultimately what this story of Comoros is about. It's about hope and it's about having a clear plan and being patient and working towards it. Comoros came through, first of all, making, they first of all made a splash in regional competition and through that they built up the national team. It kind of helped to even convince a lot of their players playing that, hey, there's something going on here, there's something we're trying to build here, because they could show results from a very early stage of what could, what what is achievable if these guys come on board and improve the competitive level of the team. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really fascinating story for Comoros, and, you know, we look forward to having these stories and um, these fascinating journeys at the Africa Cup of Nations going forward. Yes, amazing seeing these smaller teams uh, making such great strides in African football. Thanks a lot to Solis Chukwu in Lagos. Just a reminder of the quarterfinal fixtures. Tomorrow, the Gambia play Cameroon, and it's Burkina Faso against Tunisia. And on Sunday, Egypt versus Morocco in a big heavyweight clash, and Senegal take on Equatorial Guinea. From me, Steve Vickers and Solis Chukwu, the show's back tomorrow, and Cameroon Roars is a passion for sport production.